We're live. Welcome to a very extra special edition of the Supplement Engineer Podcast. My name is Robert Chinetsky, Supplement Engineer, and everybody, I am joined by my wonderful younger brother, Philip Chinetsky, the golden boy of the Chinetsky children, including me, Philip and Julie. How are you, Phil? This is a long time overdue. Well, this isn't a good start. You froze. Hmm. Tell anyone until my brother's internet gets unmessed up and slow down. He's out in rural Alabama, so he might not have the best internet connection right now. Uh, until Philip is able to rejoin us, uh, post up any comments, questions, queries, quips you might have for me and Philip to discuss. Uh, I'm very excited for this episode. I've been asking both my brother and my sister to come on the podcast for a long time. As you know, uh, my younger brother is an aerospace engineer. My sister is a pharmacist. Um, so that doesn't always see eye to eye with the supplement industry, but I thought it'd just be fun to, to have a conversation with them. So Philip actually has time to join us tonight, pending uh, his internet, not completely crapping out on him. And if it doesn't, then we'll reschedule this for another night. But regardless, any questions, comments you guys have, post them up and I'll answer anything and everything that you may have for me. Oh, while Philip is getting his internet situation fixed, he said he's going to try logging in in a second. Uh, just a few housekeeping things to get you guys up to speed on stuff. Tomorrow morning, Friday, May 12th, there'll be a brand new article going up on the supplementengineer.com blog discussing a new study that was recently published this week showing that six grams of 3D pump breakthrough from NutriShore, uh, Bruce Neller, Dr. Hector Lopez, and Dr. Tim Ziegenbus, was shown to be as effective as eight grams of pure L-citrulline. Now, as you know, 3D pump breakthrough is a combination of three grams of pure L-citrulline, 1.2 grams yield of a high yield glycerol, and then there is 165 milligrams of amla fruit extracts, or phyllanthus emblica, which has a whole bunch of fun polyphenols in it and pun punicalligans, which have been shown to have some vasoactive properties, also some vasoprotective properties. So that article will be going live for everybody to see. It'll be a free article. Uh, and if you'd like this kind of content and you want to see even some additional articles and free access to some of the ebooks I've written over the past year or so, uh, consider checking out either the Patreon or the Engineer Insider Group, uh, where you can join for less than a cup of coffee a day, basically, uh, especially if it's one of those fancy gourmet cups of coffee. But check that out. There's a ton of great content in there. There's some really good interaction with the other members that are part of the group. Uh, so we'd appreciate your support. And if you guys ever have any topics, comments, questions, whatever that you'd like me to cover in a future episode or future article, please let me know. And I will uh, be happy to discuss that either in the newsletter, on the blog, or as part of the insider group. And rejoining us, the one, the only, Philip Anton Chinetsky. All right. Hi, Phil. Did you lock yourself in a closet now? I am... Uh in an undisclosed location at the moment. Um, <laughs> no, underground the, bunker. 
yeah, the uh, Wi-Fi in our rental house is just terrible. So sorry, had to relocate as the go live button. I just got spinning wheel of death on my end. So <laughs> perfect timing. Awesome. Well, people that have listened to the podcast for a long time have have heard Sane and I refer to you as the golden boy or the the the, the nicest. Of the three of us. So you are the one that has the soul. You are the compassionate one. Julie and I are, are pretty kind of heartless at everything. So you are, you've already got your spot reserved with the man upstairs. Joe and I have, have some work to do to get up there. Uh, but, you know, and let's, uh, let's get a little bit of your background and what you're doing now. I know you, you've done some kind of top secret work with your, with your yeah. uh, professional career. So I guess get into that and then we'll, we'll go from there. Sure. So, you know, uh, I mean, obviously people that have listened to your podcast for a while know your background, right? We grew up doing martial arts together. We did Taekwondo for what, 10, 12 years, something like that. Yeah, we started at nine and you were six and basically went until the school closed when I was a sophomore or junior at LSU. Yeah. So uh, did that. Uh, I did gymnastics as well Uh, in high school. I did uh, cheerleading, competitive cheerleading. Uh, It's something I would probably rather forget nowadays, but you know, there's, there's some good memories there too, but loved doing all things, you know, tumbling and flipping and uh, you know, it played in well with uh, us doing Taekwondo as well. Right. It helped with all the jumping and athleticism. So uh, they kind of went hand in hand. I joke with the kids now that I trained to, to be a ninja growing up. And, you know, you, they don't you believe me, but it's great. It's a one story. of the coolest things I ever got to see you do was you did back handsprings across the entire length of 120 yards of a football field. Right. So 100 <laughs> yards of a football field plus the 10 yards that are in each end zone. So just imagine as the listener, how many back handsprings that is consecutively without stopping. So and then were... was so dizzy that my friends had to carry me off the field. But that's, <laughs> we won't talk about that part. Um, no. So yeah. Uh, you know, like you said, we did Taekwondo until the school closed uh, looking back on it now, would love to have been able to continue that into college or, you know, beyond, but sadly it wasn't in the cards. Um, uh, I went to the better college. I went to the University of Alabama in Tuscaloosa. Maybe a better aerospace program. There's the, it, Well, between the two, it's the only aerospace program. You guys don't have it. <laughs> you still don't, so. No, we don't. No, but yeah, like I said, so I went to study uh, aerospace engineering. Um, after finishing my undergrad, I uh, got a job offer to go work for a company out in um, California in a lovely place called Palmdale, which is a uh, high desert area. So there's nothing there other than the uh, Air Force Base uh, and the companies that support it. Um, uh, Heather and I were out there uh, for, well, I was out there for a year by myself. And then after we got married, uh, we were out there for another year before we decided that we had had quite enough of that. Um, California was a really interesting place. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, we made a lot of good friends there, loved the church that we went to out there. And there was cool stuff to do, not necessarily in Palmdale itself, but uh, for those that know where it is, it's about 70 miles north of Los Angeles. So within just an hour or a little over, you know, maybe two hour drive, you can get and do a bunch of things. If you want to do skiing or go to the beach, you know, go hiking in the mountains, whatever. All of that is relatively close. Even Vegas is only like a four hour drive. It's really not bad. So ton of stuff to do. Cool place to visit. Never want to live there again. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was even before it got even more ridiculous than it currently is. We're not going to get political on this podcast. No, no, no. It just, in perspective for the listeners, this is what, 2012, 13 when you were Uh, there? 
I'm yeah, we moved I moved out there in 2010 after I graduated. We left in 2012. Okay. Um, right. no, but like you said, not going to get political or thing, but to me the just the funniest like short story I can tell people of how different it was. So obviously you and I both went to very um football focused colleges. We'll put it that way, right? Yeah. Big fans of college football. So I move out there over the summer like 4th of July. I don't know anybody. So, you know, I get to start knowing my coworkers over the next couple of months, but re- really hadn't met too many people. So first weekend of college football rolls around and I'm like, great, I'm just going to go to the local sports bar, like sit down, watch a bunch of games. I'll meet some people. Cool. I walk in on the opening day, right? Kick off of the first game. There is not a soul there. I was literally the only person in the sports bar for kickoff of college football season. And I start looking around. I'm like, what twilight zone have I stepped into? <laughs> I, I couldn't believe it. Right. I mean, having gone to college in Tuscaloosa, I lived right next to Buffalo Wild Wings yeah. and it didn't matter what day of the week it was, who was playing, who wasn't playing. Like that place was jam packed every night. Yeah. So uh, it was crazy. Now, to be fair, if you went by that place in California on like the night of a Laker game or a Kings game or one of those, it was, you know, they were busting at the doors. So, you know, it was just completely different though. You know, nobody there cared about college football, college sports at all. So interesting. uh, Given the proximity to UCLA and USC, you would expect there to be some alumni or even like Oregon's not that much further, like up North of you, you've got the university of Oregon and Oregon state. Right. Or even, you know, down South, you got, uh, you know, San Diego state, you're not, far from you know arizona and those guys like so but it's just it was just weird um but yeah so we were like i said we're out there for a total of two years um it was the the geography that we didn't want to be out in california uh or we didn't want to be that far away from family when we started having kids um other part of it was the job so the job i worked at i was a system safety engineer um which is to say I was more of a safety cop than an engineer. Um, <laughs> so basically I walked around and, you know, walked, I was in a production facility for a different aircraft. Um, and so, so I would walk around and be like, Hey, that's not safe. Don't do that. You know, whatever. Uh, you have a Top Gun shirt on. I, I you worked do. out in the desert in California. Yep. Did I was, I was to... not far from the Did Top Gun Did you happen to school. see Dark Star? Did you happen to see the SR-71 Dark Star? <laughs> Uh, I have seen some of the decommissioned ones. Cool. Yeah, the like the SR-71 Blackbird. Yeah, there's a decommissioned one out there. Uh, and oh. it is very cool. I have actually been out to, uh, um, not actually to the Top Gun site at Miramar. Yeah. Uh, I have been very close. I When we interviewed, um, so my senior year in Alabama, they took four of us and they flew us out to California to interview for a couple of different jobs one of the ones being the one that I took. Um, but they took us to two different sites. One was Palmdale, and then the other was down in uh, Rancho Bernardo. Mm-hmm. So San Diego. Um, and one of my classmates that came with us, she was from there. And so she took us around and we're driving around. She's like, oh yeah, that's Top Gun over there. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Why aren't we going? <laughs> yeah, we need to go play some volleyball. Anyway, There's a beach. <laughs> But no, so it was uh, it was very cool being out there. I mean, especially working on the uh, the plant where we were. Right, you saw stuff taken off all the time. You know, F twenty twos, F sixteens. We saw some F eighteens. Uh, yeah, I never got to see a, an F fourteen, sadly, up close. But um, well, they were they were decommissioned by then. I think the yeah. last flight of that was 06. 
yeah, seven, exactly. sometime around then. So, yeah, sadly never, never got to see that one, but I got to see my personal favorite, which is the F-16. So, like, I was, I think I had been on at the job, like, three days, and I'm driving around in our little golf, golf cart as we go back and forth between the buildings to check on stuff. Yeah. And I see taking off in tandem next to each other. I see an F-16 and an F-22. And I just about lost it. I was like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> this is one of the coolest things I've ever seen. So, man, they, um, there's a Wings Over Houston air show that's coming in July, I think. And the Thunderbirds are actually going to be there. So I'm thinking oh, of that's awesome. getting some tickets and taking Sophia to go see it. I, I have. So they used to come to Tuscaloosa a bunch, just do air shows there. Yeah. Um, and we never had the chance to go, but I always wanted to because the, the Thunderbirds would go, I think. Up here in Huntsville, we've had a Blue Angel show relatively recently, um, but I've always heard how amazing those shows are, and and yeah, so I I very much would uh, support you going. Yeah, I, I got to see what the tickets are when they go on sale, but it should be relatively soon if the show's in the next couple of months. It might even be in an October, and even if it is in October, I, I might skip an LSU watching an LSU game with our crew to go see. I mean, it's. It's not. It's not often that the Thunderbirds come down here right. within a two-hour drive of me, so I, I will go. And I mean, and I don't know how much longer they'll still fly the uh, the F sixteen for the Thunderbird because eventually it'll switch over to the F thirty five. Really? Yeah, I've seen uh, they have concepts out there for like basically the Thunderbird paint job on an F thirty five. So okay. uh, at some point it will switch. Gotcha. Cool. But, uh, Chris says, "Looky who it is." <laughs> Hello, Phil. Well, hello, Chris. How are you? Chris is a longtime listener. And Chris, if you didn't catch the beginning of the stream, this is my younger brother, the the admirable, famous Philip pull-up master extraordinaire yeah. that we always uh, go that by. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like my pull-up workout from yesterday <laughs> right now. <laughs> um, okay, so y'all move out to yeah. Alabama, and you, you are with another aerospace company now, or a contractor for... Yeah. Uh, you know. Right. So yeah, so company I used to work for Northrop Grumman. Um, and then when we moved back, uh, we moved back, we left California in 2012, moved uh, back to Tuscaloosa so I could do my master's. Uh, we were there for a couple of years. And then uh, I got a job offer to come here to Huntsville and work for um, Boeing. I work on their space program now. So um totally different world from doing aircraft there's some things that are similar but some things very very different just in the way things within the industry are done um very similar still dealing with a lot of government oversight and you and i know the the joys of that from all of dad's stories from being at the core for eons yeah do you have a preference of versus rockets so you, you know it's funny i growing up i always was more interested in aircraft I always wanted to do that. Yeah. Um, but at the same, like I can very vividly remember watching like Apollo 13 as a kid. And you'll, you'll remember the scene, right? They have to, they've got the, the issue after the explosion happens, they've got to figure out how to reduce the CO2 in the lunar module. And right. So they, you got this guy that comes into a room and he dumps everything on the desk. He's like, <laughs> We have to figure out how to make this fit into this using only this. Yeah, duct tape, like, a garbage bag, and some other exactly, little plastic right? O-rings. Right. And so so that, to me, is like, that's the epitome. That's the definition of engineering right there. Yeah. And so, like, I still remember that scene perfectly today. as like, that's, that's kind of the scene that made me want to do engineering. Yeah. So 
I've always kind of had that tied to the space program. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, if I, if I had to choose right now, I would still say I like aircraft better. Mm-hmm. The job I had in, while I was in the, uh, in the aircraft side of the industry is very different from what I do now. Like, like I said, back then I was safety cop and that's, I had. I'm, there's certainly the job I do now as a, as a stress analyst, you know, actually like looking at parts and seeing how we're going to break them or not break them and try and design better ones. That job exists, of course, on the aircraft side. I just never had it. Right. But now seeing the space side of the industry, there's a lot of, of really cool stuff to go into this. And, you know, it's pretty exciting as we're getting ready for uh, our second launch, hopefully next year. And it'll be our first manned one. So that's a, uh, exciting time to be part of that um but at the end of the day i would still have to say my, my first passion would be aircraft okay sounds like someone needs to go to spacex <laughs> spacex <laughs> needs some they're doing great things but they need some help too <laughs> from your side of things do you have you identified maybe a limiting factor on what's keeping them doing or is that they just don't have the the experience and breadth of knowledge that nasa and its associated contractors have given the decades of you know knowledge that has gone into it you know, it's interesting. It's it's kind of it's hard for me to say at the end of the day that either their approach or ours is better. It's just very two two incredibly different approaches, right? Ours is again have the experience on our side, as you said, and so no, oh, no, your internet crapped out again. Uh, Alabama internet. Okay. While Philip reboots his internet, uh, Chris and the other listeners out there, if you got any questions, post them up and we'll ask Philip anything and everything. He's, he said he's an open book with which, with what he can discuss, um, given some of the, the more sensitive work he's done with the different uh, government agencies he's had. But ask him anything fitness-related, supplement-related, fa- uh, favorite movies. As you saw, he has a Top Gun shirt on. So we will be getting to some of our favorite uh action movies, 80s movies, aircraft, fighting movies, uh, all of that in a second once we get through Phil's background and bio. Uh, and if y'all have any particularly interesting questions, we will uh, be sure to answer them in short order. Um, outside of that, some of the newer articles that I've been posting between the Patreon and the Supplement Engineer blog, if you haven't had the chance to check it out, um, Latest articles uh, include the one that I just mentioned that's going live tomorrow morning on 3D pump breakthrough versus L-citrulline, that new study, 6 grams 3D pump breakthrough, was uh, equivalent to 8 grams of pure L-citrulline in terms of pump, uh, some recovery markers, decrease in inflammation and muscle damage. And we'll get back to that. But Phil is back. His internet is magical. I am so sorry. (laughs) Or the or the government's listening in, and they thought you were getting too sensitive on the issue, and they just cut I, the cut the cut the feed. I am, you know, I'm revealing secrets. Um, no, but I think it's really what it boils down to is it's just two different approaches to the same type of problem, right? You know, some kind of tried and true and tested methods that we like to stick to, sometimes good, sometimes bad. Mm-hmm. But right, but there's the the history and the pedigree there of having put men. Uh, you know, on the moon before into space and orbit, all that. 
yeah spacex right and they're they're going more the reusable rocket route and they're just gonna throw a bunch of stuff at it see what works sometimes it works sometimes it does it and you get spectacular videos like we did two weeks ago (laughs) you know Uh, I, i still find it a little funny that their employees were cheering as things exploded but you know supposedly they were testing their termination system which yeah. is a valid thing. I don't know if they were actually testing it, but hey, it's a good story. <laughs> it's a good cover. It's, it's good for PR. Exactly. Good optics. Exactly. Excellent. Right. Okay. Um, is there any difference in the type of fuel that they're using? Or is it pretty much rocket fuel is rocket fuel is rocket fuel? People use different ones. So we use, uh, you know, it's liquid hydrogen oxygen. I think they might be using kerosene, but don't quote me on that. <laughs> okay. All right. I haven't but there are different ones. Dealt into the that I don't know that side of it as much or anywhere near. I don't even have the, the roughest level surface knowledge. I'm just kind of throwing out some just broad level questions that regular people might uh, you know, no, you're gonna. be curious about. All right. So let's translate. We've got your background. You have a very healthy, happy family. Yes. Got lots of kiddos. Very lucky. <laughs> don't know how you still have all your hair, but that's impressive. Just clean graying fast, I promise you. <laughs> yeah, man, it's it's it looks brown on the camera right here, but it's because there's yeah. dim light in here. It's but there's there's a lot of grays. Uh, I understand. Grays. I'm getting them on the sides. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's where I started. It's pretty <laughs> soon. It's going to be be silver fox. Probably yeah. by the time I'm forty, it's coming fast. Um. All right. So one of the main topics that I wanted to get to with you. Yeah. Not so much the, the supplement stuff, because we, we can do that, whatever. And I know you're not a huge supplement user. I won't hold that against you yet. But, <laughs> That's fair. You know, we'll see. Um, but some of your favorite hobbies, and then we'll go into action movies from there, because that was definitely one of the things we want to touch on, some of our favorite action movies and pastimes, things like that. Yeah, sure. Uh, so, you know, hobbies, it's, it's interesting. They've kind of changed and evolved over the years. So I, uh, high school, I was not a big reader. Um, nor so in college, a little more in college. Um, definitely got uh, more interested in reading in the last, I would say, five to 10 years. Uh, the problem, though, is that now I have a lot less time to read because <laughs> of kids and job responsibilities always piling up. And uh, yeah. um, But I mean, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the Lord of the Rings things. Anything that Tolkien's written, uh, you know, I've loved. I read all of the game of Thrones books that he actually wrote until he stopped. Um, (laughs) Those were, you know, enjoyable for the time that he wrote them. Um, You know, star Wars novels, you and I are both love those. I think. Um, Absolutely. It's been a little while since I've read some of those, but uh, you know, they stopped making really good ones. So they gave me reason to stop reading. (laughs) Pretty much once Disney took over, man. Yeah. There's, there's a, went off a cliff real quick. That's that's my feelings. I mean, Yeah. No, I'm with you. I mean, for the most part, the content they've put out, uh, while it's a lot of it, uh, yeah. most of it has not been great. I, you know, I can think of a few isolated uh, exceptions. Right. For the most part, no. So, so that you know, um, I, especially I would say last couple of years, I wish I could get back into doing martial arts again. And now that the kids are getting older and getting into their own stuff, I'm yeah. I'm kind of holding out a little bit of hope that one or two of the of any of them will want to do it and I can maybe kind of sneak in <laughs> inside and do it too. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that, uh, uh, I mean, just in terms of like hobbies, like, uh, yeah, I think you and I both like, uh, or you and I both know that dad, it kind of instilled in us a, a fascination for like all things gadgets and, you know, 
Swiss Army knives and that type of thing. So I've started somewhat collecting like a small group of so like Swiss Army knives or um, cool. multi tools that type of thing. So yeah. I have a very slowly growing collection of that. Nice. So, and you've taken up woodworking as well. I have. Uh, so I did that. Uh, I haven't done anything recently, sadly, since we've been in the rental house for the last uh, five, six months. Um, but before we left uh, and sold our old house, I had uh, dabbled very little bit in building some stuff. So I built us um, basically an entire outside furniture set. So I started first with, um, they call them like campfire chairs. And so I built mm-hmm. one for each of the kids. And it's it's real simple. It's basically a uh, two by 12 that you're cut in half and you cut a slot in one and basically the two pieces slide inside each other and it makes a little L shape that the kids can sit on. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's really easy to like break down and just, you know, throw in the corner. Yeah. Um, but so I started with that. And so that was fairly simple. Uh, from there I built uh, like a little two person, two person bench that was out of like, I don't know, two by eight, two by 10, um, super simple. Uh, and then I built a coffee table and two full size sofas mm-hmm. uh, to go on our back patio. So that yeah. was fun. And those actually turned out really good. They were super simple. It was nothing but basically two by four to build them. Um, and then probably the thing I'm most proud of is I built a peg wall for our old playroom. Yep. Uh, so that quickly became part of like my daily workouts. The problem was, is I built it out of uh, the plans I have. It was a single board of two by six was the vertical piece that you actually climbed up on. Mm -hmm. So the pegs were like this close. (laughs) And while it was challenging and I could do it, if I went and built it again, I would definitely use like two by eight or two by 12. So I could kind of like, you know, do it a little bit more neutral. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I loved that. The kids loved using it. Um, But did you take that with you when you left or did y'all leave that for the new buyers? We left it. I asked if they wanted me to take it down. I mean, at the end of the day, it was just going to be a giant hole in the wall if I had taken it down and I didn't feel like fixing that. I meant the uh, the furniture in the backyard, too. Yeah, uh, we actually sold that. at. Uh, we had a yard sale very close to the time before we moved. Uh, yeah. And so we sold all that. Um, oh, okay. But yeah, left the peg wall. And uh, I also installed a pull-up bar in the ceiling. Um, and I can't tell you the number of times that I checked and rechecked and triple checked that I was actually in the, you know, ceiling joists, um, yeah. <laughs> before I'd put myself on it. Uh, but yeah, we left both those. I was kind of surprised the, the buyers wanted it, but they were, they were, were they around sleep. your age, you and Heather's age, or was it, we actually never met the lady. No, <laughs> couldn't oh. tell you. <laughs> they might've just were looking for something quick to move into and just say, Hey, we'll take it as is. Or maybe they've been hunting forever and they finally found something they said, we don't care. We'll yeah, take it hey. as is. It's fine by me. They bought my house. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, when is the new house scheduled to be done? Uh, it's funny. I actually just got a call from our uh, the superintendent of our job site uh, I don't know, about an hour ago. Yeah. And uh, right now it sounds like we are on schedule for late July, which um, is both good that I'll be in over the summer, not yeah. being late July because the kids start school august 2nd so it's probably going to be like move and school yeah it'll be a quick turnaround plus it'll be hot yeah i mean that's going to be that's the blistering Uh, i'm I'm paying somebody else to move us this time okay well good yeah (laughs) we had some help moving in our house and it's it was still we did it we did it january when we moved in here but it was still like it's austin it's it's hot more than it's ever cool or cold i understand when we moved here to huntsville from tuscaloosa um so I, i came up like a month before uh heather and ella but yeah. uh, when we moved here, they moved up in July and we're moving into a third floor apartment 
with no elevator. Yeah, that, that, that's not fun. We, were, was, we were on the second floor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was horrible. Yeah. Yeah, it's not good. It's not a good situation. No. Anyway, well, good. Hopefully the house stays on schedule. Weather accommodates. There's materials and all of that stuff. Everything. Wiring. All that stuff. Plumbing. Yeah. goes seamless. Um, all right. Going. Let's transition to the fun stuff. Uh, favorite genres of movies. And we'll start to whittle it down from there. All right. Uh, I mean, I would say overall, it's just kind of like action movies, right? Easy. Just something to like put it on if I'm, you know, doing other things. It's probably a movie I've seen 10 times, so I can easily step away and do something for a minute and come back and enjoy it. Or if I do have, you know, 20 minutes to myself, I can sit down and just kind of like lose myself there. Yeah. You know, um, basically all action movies, whether, whether it's, you know, like a martial arts type movie, you know, something, uh, you know, more like Rambo or Expendables, all great. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's, uh, or more like military type movies, right? Whether it's yeah. Top Gun, Iron Eagle, you know, things like that. Those are, those are probably the ones that I'll always kind of drift back to mm-hmm. as my favorites. Um, you know, I love that, like I said, having been a big fan of like Lord of the Rings books and stuff, right? I, I enjoy the, the fantasy movies as well when they're done right. Um, yeah. <laughs> we won't talk about the Hobbit trilogy as whatever debacle that was. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's take a 300 page book and turn it somehow into three, three hour movies. <laughs> that was, that made sense. Yeah. I wonder um, if that was a studio pressuring Peter Jackson to do that, or he just got too high on himself and thought I can milk this and add some fun stuff into it. Yeah. I, I don't know at the end of the day. And I know a lot of the material they pulled from like the unfinished tales that Tolkien wrote and like, yeah. Okay, that's great and all, but there's a movie. There's a reason those things didn't have their own book. They were just like part of the appendices and things. Like, yeah. <laughs> let's leave those alone. Um, but no, I joined those movies. You know, I, uh, obviously with the plethora of uh, superhero movies that there are nowadays, um, I've enjoyed those. I've the latest stuff in the MCU has kind of been hit and miss. You know, mm-hmm. I would say for their first gosh what their first 20 movies they maybe had like three misses yeah i mean from 08 till 19 with endgame i mean it was pretty much everything even the ones that were just kind of marginal like i know a lot of people aren't huge fans of ultron or i like like ultron for what it is it's got you know yeah i liked it too yeah my uh, basically like you said everything up to endgame the only ones that like i i won't go back and rewatch are um Iron Man 3, as much as I wanted that movie to be good, it wasn't. Yeah, and yeah it, was, it was the weakest of the three, definitely. Yeah. Uh, and then Thor 2. I just can't watch Thor 2. It's just horrible. <laughs> <laughs> See, we went back and watched Thor 2, I think, before Infinity War and Endgame, just to kind of catch up. Right. And you realize, oh, wait, there's another Infinity Stone. They started laying more of the pieces. Right, yeah. And they did that with the original Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. And then the second Guardians of the Galaxy, I think... I mean, I, I'm not even going to include Captain Marvel because that really had no impact on Endgame or Infinity War for the any. But yeah, now, other um, than introducing her, no. <laughs> yeah, and then she got you know punched right square in the face by Thanos when he had the power stone, which was awesome. So, um, but I think Guardians Two was my least favorite. But I, when I saw it, I just seeing it, I didn't see it in theaters. We saw it yeah, uh, in it's... our apartment, and I just thought this. Maybe I wasn't in the right mindset, but it seemed like he was just moping around the whole time and he had a whole bunch of daddy issues. And It, it very much is that. You're not wrong. The, okay. 
the to me the one like redeeming quality of guardians 2 the mm-hmm. so the music's not as good as guardians 1 Agreed. hands down but the music it's got some good tracks but to me the one scene that is just hilarious yeah is when uh yondu the guy with the mm-hmm. um arrow that he can whistle for yeah michael rooker yeah right when they bust him out and um oh gosh come a little bit closer by mm-hmm. jay and the american starts playing and it's yeah. just it's a hilarious scene oh i've been uh, i've been found out invaded by a mutant yep invaded <laughs> by a tiny man but Go away, he's hiding over in the corner <laughs> <laughs> fascinating all right so how would you stack up some of of course, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, stacking up comic book movies. Mm-hmm. Did you do much of any of the DC stuff, like the whole Snyderverse with Justice League, Wonder Woman yeah. eighty, Wonder Woman eighty four, uh, Man so, of Steel? Any of those? So I've seen some of them. Um, yeah. I let me think. So I've seen Man of Steel, and I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I thought Man of Steel was was really really good. <laughs> Hold on, buddy. Um, Man Steel was really good. Batman v Superman, I, I, I couldn't stand. It was just there was the whole Mar- Martha bit, and it just, you know, that really took me out of that movie. Yeah, I didn't see that one. I only saw Man of Steel. Give me one second. <laughs> he found the door stopper. I love it. <laughs> Oh yeah, personally for the the listeners I'm shooting in, I growing up I liked the original Batman movie with Michael Keaton. That's yeah. all good. I was saying going back to the original DC DC movies when we were kids, the right. Michael Keaton Batman. If I think of Batman, the Christian Bale Batman movies were good. The the yeah. Dark Knight Rises was eh, it was it was it was weird at certain points of it. I yeah, liked it, that... but overall, like I thought they could have done a better finale overall. I didn't need to see him get busted and broken all over and then have to rebuild him. So like, I, I, that's the same right. thing I thought with Iron Man 3. I don't need to see that. Yeah, Just don't was... destroy the guy and break him down. His... I mean, they didn't do that with Return of the Jedi, which was a very good conclusion. No. They didn't do yeah. that with Revenge of the Sith. I just, you know, you, you don't need to see... You've already seen him ascend to that. Now it's either holding that, having something, you know, maybe a different challenge, but don't t- strip away everything and have to basically bring him right back to where he was at the start of everything. That's oh, one thing I agree. Agreed. No, um, uh, I'm with you. I mean, overall, the the DC to Marvel comparison, I think, I mean, far and away, Marvel has it. But yeah, there's there are some good ones of, of what I've seen of the DCU. I've not seen a lot yeah. of them. I still haven't seen either Wonder Woman. Um, I haven't seen either Shazam. I have the first one recorded, and I've heard it's really good, and I mm-hmm. need to watch it. Um, I did not see either Aquaman yet. But I saw Batman v Superman. I saw Man of Steel. I saw uh, the first Suicide Squad they did, which I'm really sad I watched because it was a waste of three hours of my time. It was horrible. I heard that was really bad. It it was. It was just terrible. Um, and then just a week, maybe a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. the Justice League version not the not the Snyder cut that they did later, uh-huh. but the one that Joss Whedon came in and finished. Um, okay. That one was on TV, so I caught it, and it it's got moments, but you can also see why they decided to go back and let Snyder do his cut after the fact. Yeah, um, it's yeah, it's it's not great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
heard it was I, I never like I saw Man of Steel and I was yeah. never a big DC kid. Like I like the old Chris right. Reeve Superman movies and I like the two Keaton ones. The yeah. Val Kilmer one I thought maybe in retrospect I need to go back and see Batman Forever again because on all the counts, everything I've heard, like people thought he did a fine job following up, but I've in my yeah. mind he was always Iceman, so I never liked him. Right. You, can't, <laughs> you just can't unsee that. Right, yeah. No, he's Iceman or the guy from uh, Real Genius. That's that's my only yeah. two memories of him well even like uh he did that movie oh gosh it was called the saint and yeah I with elizabeth shoe yeah right i don't remember his character name i don't i don't remember much about the movie no. but it's same thing like i see the movie and it's like no that's Iceman. i can't <laughs> yeah, i don't can't know who you're supposed it. to be in this movie but you're not <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh chris free the two keaton ones were good yeah. The Bale Batmans were, were, I really enjoyed the first two Bale ones. The third right. one, I've gone back and watched it. It's okay. It just seems too long. It is. Oh, it's very long. Yeah. There's good parts to it. Yeah. But it, it suffers from problem a lot of the, uh, you know, a lot of the superhero movies nowadays. They just make it too long and there's too much junk in it. Like, yeah. And there's, uh, you know, there's too many like plot holes and stuff. But I'm with you. The, the two Keaton Batman are good. That's the, that's my problem I have, right? So I don't know if you've seen the trailers for the new Flash movie they're doing, mm-hmm. but he's back, right? I've they, heard of, I've heard it. Yeah, anything new DC? I saw the original Wonder Woman yeah. that they made, okay. uh, but I saw Man of Steel and Wonder Woman just because mm-hmm. I saw it was on a plane ride back, and I thought it's it's good. Yeah, I, she, like she's embodies the character. I wish she was a little bit like she's supposed to be an Amazon. Like she needs a little bit more muscle than just like being this, this yeah. big around. <laughs> right. And and uh, Gail Gadot, she's a tiny girl. Yeah, she, I mean. No, I'm with you. She does, um, from what I've what I saw of her in Batman v Superman and uh, the Justice League movie, she plays the character well. Um, I, I think, like go side, she could um, there could be some things different, but she at least plays it well. And like she is the good parts of I would say Batman v Superman. Uh, there's so much other junk in that movie that's just horrible. Yeah, <laughs> like should not have. Uh oh, and there goes the internet again for Phil. I'm gonna boot him. He'll log back in. Uh, so yeah, you guys listening out there, do you have a favorite superhero movie, uh, or a supplement that you take while you're watching a superhero movie? Um, pivoting back to the other topic while we wait for Phil to rejoin us. So we have the native whey versus whey protein thing, which we've covered previously, which I covered, I published uh, almost a month ago now. So April 17th, I published it. So if you ever see native whey advertised versus whey protein, there is a little bit difference in their processing methods and their sources. There's also some differences in their end results. So, Native way will say it's more natural, it uses less processes and all of those kinds of things. But if you really dig into it, it's missing some of those key uh, immune-supporting biofractions that whey protein has, so your immunoglobins and some of your other things. Uh, native whey protein is missing that. So native whey protein is made straight from basically uh, milk, where whey protein is a result of the cheese-making process. Um, Outside of that, I did an article on Kidney Assist XT from SNS, a super quality company. Um, I've known the owner, Steve, over there for, for quite some time. We've never done any work officially together, but just whenever they release something, I usually know it's going to be very well dosed and very affordable because he's a longtime veteran of the industry. Um, 
some other things that I haven't been as positive on in the industry are the uh, proliferation of energy drinks. Uh, I'm just, I'm not nuts about most energy drinks in general. I mean, they, like they taste good. The ghost energy one is good. It's, it's open label. Um, I actually have collaborated with a company that it will be releasing one soon. Uh, hopefully here in the next couple of months, they will be releasing their energy drinks. I'm excited to see that when it hits the market and what flavors are going to go with. Uh, we've kind of finalized the formula and got it to where uh, it's a good mix of uh, effective ingredients at a, at a quality dosage. And then when we get there, we'll see, you know, what the end result is. I'm waiting to hear back of any finalizations on the formula. I'm just, I am not a huge fan of some of these things, especially like the prime energy drinks. I know these guys are raking in millions and millions of dollars, but the marketing, it just seems awfully goofy to me. And I'm not, I'm not a fan of, of these prime energy drinks and a bunch of the other garbage ones I've seen. I've just had to, I've, I've got, if it seems like I've gotten a little testy in my email newsletter blasts of late, I'm just, I'm, there reaches a certain point where you start to become jaded with certain elements of the industry. And I'm like this whole energy drink craze. I'm, I'm so much irritated with it. It's not even funny. It's just, it's, it's, it, I'm sure these guys are nice individuals. I, I don't really know, but it, it you know, it, if, if you have that much of a following, do better by your following, make a quality product. And again, I'm not worth the mega millions they are. I don't have the millions of followers they do. I don't want the millions of followers they do. I'm perfectly happy to, to be in my small little bubble. But, you know, that's that's just one thing. Anyway, so I was riffing on some uh, uh, previous articles and email blasts. I've done to catch them up because I haven't done a podcast in a while. No, you're good. I'm sorry. My Internet keeps uh, just <laughs> messing up everything. It's very sorry. So, um, okay. So we're on that. So the first I've heard the first Wonder Woman is good. Mm -hmm. 84, I hear it's a complete dumpster fire. That's what I've heard, too. Ignore it. You can pretty much skip that one because it's meaningless. Gal Gadot is gone from the the DCU since James Gunn, the guy that did. um, Guardians. Yeah, he's the one that's going to be taken over as kind of the the head creative guy that's spearheading all of the DCU movies going forward. They're rebooting everything. They're going to recast everybody and do all that stuff. And that's what they're doing with the Flash movie, which they they have a really cool opportunity to do it. They're doing a uh, they're doing a story called Flashpoint, which mm-hmm. if you get a chance, uh, either like read up on the original story or watch. Yeah. There's a an animated DCU um, movie called Flashpoint, and it is phenomenal. Okay, good. Um, I, I'll say small spoiler. It's very if you look up the storyline, it's one of the first things you'll see, but basically what flashpoint uh, the original story was is uh, the flash wants to go back to the night uh, that his mom was killed and he wants to save her. Right. Mm -hmm. So he wants to go back in time. Of course that screws up the timeline when it does, he loses his powers and it basically messes up the entire DC universe. Gotcha. And like the two cool ones uh, in terms of like uh, just crazy things happening is uh, Superman still comes to Earth, but he gets captured by the U.S. government and basically like kept in a room and experimented on. And he like doesn't become Superman. He's basically yeah. just locked away in a box. Mm-hmm. Um, and that leads to some cool stuff. But the really kind of like very dark but cool twist on something is with uh, the Waynes, right? Mm-hmm. The typical Batman story is he kills his parents. That leads him to grow up, become Batman. Right. Okay. In Flashpoint, that doesn't happen. In Flashpoint, Bruce Wayne gets shot. 
his mom goes crazy and becomes the Joker. And his dad becomes a, like, very brutal vigilante Batman that's okay with using guns and just killing people. Whoa. It is a, it's a fantastic storyline. Okay, cool. All right. And, like, there's more that, like, the the Amazons are fighting the Atlanteans and it's, oh, it's a whole thing. It's a great story. Okay, cool. See, I've never read much of the DC comics. I was always more of a Marvel kid like you. I mean, right. my favorite was always Spider-Man. I'd read a random Batman one here or there, but I've never gone through like some of like the high points. I've watched the old Adam West Batman series. Yeah. And uh, but I did buy one of my first graphic novels of uh, Batman, which was the Killing Joke with oh, yeah. um, the Frank Miller one that he did. Yep. I think that was Frank Miller, wasn't it? Because he yes. did the Dark Knight. Or the yeah, Dark he Knight did Killing Joke. Killing I'm Joke. pretty sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited gonna... to read that one, but that one's going to be too dark because I mean I've read. The, <laughs> Don't uh, read that one, it's okay. <laughs> I've Don't read her the Infinity War, Infinity Gauntlet, the original Spider-Man's Omnibus, yeah. some of the Ninja Turtle stuff. Obviously, I'll change some of the wording. Yeah, she, same she thing. Can't read all of those words. She's, she's only in kindergarten, so she can read a, a decent bit. But yeah, you know we're we're going to tweak some of these things. <laughs> just, yeah, just, just, just a yeah. you know a good. Trying to be a good parent, wholesome. No, I, I, I'm with you, and I have not read a lot of those like actual comics or graphic novels. I've read like a storylines on a lot of things, or there's a couple of yeah. YouTube channels that I used to follow that do a really good job of like they basically turn it into a motion comic. I don't know mm-hmm. how they don't get sued for it, but like they'll basically tell you the entire story and show you like clips from the comic books, but like they'll remove the words or something from the page or oh cool. Um, but yeah, so I, I've read the ones on like uh, like I said the I actually went back and read the original Infinity War after finding those guys do it, but yeah. I've heard about like Killing Joke and, um, uh, like I said, the um, Flashpoint. Um, mm-hmm. And they've got some really cool Batman stories, like uh, Longest Hall or Long Halloween is a good mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Hush is a good one. So check those out. Okay, there was a um, that is one area where DC has actually outpaced Marvel. It's in the animated movie realm. Like Marvel yes. has never gotten anything near to what DC was. I don't know if the DC movies are still good animated, but you know, 10, 15 years ago, they were what the MCU was for live action. That's what DC was for the animated side of completely agree. Um, So I haven't seen much of those, but that's just kind of what I've heard through the, like some of the podcasts I've listened to and stuff. Some of these, one of these guys is an actual script writer for Hollywood and he's a huge comic book nerd. It's specifically Superman and Batman. So he, he's got his little nitpicks with, Obviously, the Christopher Nolan trilogy, the original Keaton movies. And if you're somebody that's hardcore into the comics, like I could go and have my nitpicks with some of the MCU movies. That's, you know, that's the way not the character's really supposed to be, or that's not their true origin. Yeah. As long as you're faithful to the heart and soul of the character, if you tweak one or two things, I'm I'm fine. But if you completely like reskin a a character or give them a completely different origin story or you make up something, that's where I start to have a big issue. I just thought you're being lazy, you're you're stealing somebody else's powers and backstory and just putting it on this because it's more convenient to whatever you're trying to push right and and i mean sometimes like sometimes it can work right in in the sense of like if you've ever seen any of the uh marvel used to do the what ifs right now they have the what ifs uh actual show that they did which was yeah, heard cool. of them yeah um dc used to have elseworlds which was mm-hmm. basically like their what if yeah. um and there are a couple of those that are really cool like there's one um called uh red sun Mm-hmm. And basically, Superman doesn't land in Kansas. He lands in Soviet Russia. That's not and, good. 
yeah, so Red Sun is very much, he's the basically the Superman, but of Soviet Russia. And so you yeah. get like this crazy version of Batman that's in there and this crazy Wonder Woman and like, but it's it's not the, right? It's never intended to be like the real main continuity Superman. Correct. It could just yeah. be this one-off story, but it's like, hey, that's cool. Let's go see, let's go explore that world and, you know, right. and do all that. So that's cool. Um yeah, like, did you ever see the Joker, the the Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie? I need to. It's really good. That. I mean, it's basically you take Taxi Driver, mm-hmm. you make it Joker instead of Robert De Niro's character in Taxi Driver. Right. That starts off as pretty much a normal guy, and one thing leads to another, leads to, and then you see you end up with the Joker. Right, that's cool. Which, which interestingly enough, Robert De Niro is in Joker. That's right. That's good. That's yeah. very true. So yeah, uh, I know they're doing. They're supposed to be doing a sequel to that with. Uh, they're bringing back Joaquin Phoenix, and then it's Lady Gaga's in it. She's supposed to be Harley Quinn, which I, if you know what Harley Quinn <laughs> looks like, and you know what Lady Gaga looks like, right? That that's the one thing I could Margot Robbie. I'll just right, that's the thing that. I can say about it. as much as I hated the Suicide Squad movie. Like she she is Harley Quinn. That's what she's supposed to look like. Um, yeah, you know, which which is kind of funny that she's a character that actually came out of the old. Uh, Batman animated series. She was never in the comics originally. Yeah, um, you know she's one of the ones that like has made the jump the reverse way, right? They usually mm-hmm. come comics to TV, but she did the right. other way, which was kind of cool. Yeah, and I've only seen a few episodes of the Batman animated series. I need to go back and rewatch all of those. It's really good. Um, but the, the very first episode I remember watching was on Netflix was five seven years ago. Mm-hmm. The very first episode it has Jingle Bells, Batman smells. Yeah. Robin laid an egg. I thought, okay, um, is it? Did, did we? Did they get that from like our childhood right. saying this Which around? Did that go? Yeah. Or am I just remembering that from hearing it in the cartoon back when I was a child? Like, how did? Yeah, I don't remember I, either way. But it's pretty cool just to see that in the very first episode. So that's the next animated series I need to show the halfling. So we've seen most of the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles yep. up through season six of that. Um, we've seen all of the original He-Man and Masters of the Universe, which was the only, there was only two seasons, but it was 60 episodes each season. Yep. Um, Power Rangers were right. on season yep. two or right before uh, Jason, Trini, and Zach. Peace out. Okay. Yep. Unfortunately, that's where I'm, I'm, I'm going to be a little sad. <laughs> uh, and Tommy's I... now the White Ranger, though, so that's cool. There you go. That is... uh, Batman Green is still my favorite, but White's there. not bad. Who's still your favorite? I said Green was still my favorite, but White's not bad. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, so why I told the halfling. I said, Uncle Phil had that same dagger when we were kids. He was the Green Ranger. I was the Red Ranger. <laughs> I told that to the kids. They're like, you still have it? I was like, no, but I wish I did. <laughs> no. Mom and Dad still might. I think they still have the Megazords. Do they? Because In I your closet. I'm calling dibs on them. They don't have that. <laughs> I'm calling dibs on them if they do. Oh, all right, we're fighting. We're fighting. <laughs> pull-up contest. As long as it's not a pull-up contest. <laughs> Beat you to it. <laughs> oh, well. Okay. Oh, we've covered comic books. Yep. Unless there's something that I have. Oh, now I'm not even going to give this this new uh, edition of a movie that's coming out even credit. I'm not even going to mention it. We'll talk about it offline. Yeah, deal. Yeah. We'll just say there's a new Ninja Turtles coming out. Oh, I didn't even watch the last ones. I couldn't bring myself to. You, you don't want to. And this, this new one is, is Seth Rogen doing it. And it's no. that's just. Let's not it, do that. It's not good at all. It's really not. Uh, we saw the preview before before we saw Super Mario, which Super Mario was excellent. Uh, yeah, I want to take the kids to see it. I've heard there, so many good things. There's only one weird thing. Did I tell you about this? 
Did you ever play Super Mario Galaxy? 07? No, it was I didn't on... play Galaxy. Okay, I didn't either. I had to go look. There was this one spot where uh, Luigi gets captured. I'm not ruining anything yeah. in the movie. And so he gets tossed into this dungeon with yep. some of the other little penguin people that you see right in that you saw in the trailer. Right. Um, and then Luigi goes, what are we going to do? And then this little blue star, it's supposed to look all happy. And then it starts talking about the sweet release of death and all this I other. I saw that in the trailer. I was like, what is this? It's the, it, it is the most morose thing. It doesn't fit in the story. It doesn't add anything at all. And then when the movie ends, again, I'm not ruining anything about the storyline. If the movie ends, instead of it, the perfect ending would have been if you had like the, the music when Mario dies at, at the end of yeah. the game or like when you run out like do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do and they could have just on the end. But this one, it comes back, the, the blue star comes back and goes, oh, that was a happy ending, but now the movie's over and you're alone and you're going to be sad. Okay. And Sam and I were this close to bringing Sophia. And then we, we saw that scene, and there's one or two other scenes where that blue star is in. And I just said, no, I'm not, I don't feel like having this conversation about, like, what, what is this star talking about with her? So, but your, your kids are older, so that, I mean, it's probably fine. Um, oh, I, before we, so good transition there. So you should know, uh, you don't have to worry about any of your nephews, um, not for sure being your nephews. And I have the perfect example. So two oh, weeks no. ago. I let uh, I let the boys. They've been begging me to watch Jurassic Park. Yes, and I said, sure. So we had it on. Um, it was on Peacock at the time. I don't have it. They took it off for some reason. I'm really mad about that. But I was like, sure, we'll sit down, we'll watch it. So me and the three boys, you know, get, get together and watch it. And there's of course the scene where the lawyer runs out of the jeep after they've stalled, <laughs> runs into the bathroom, tries to hide. T Rex eats them off the toilet. Right. Uh-huh. Your three nephews died laughing <laughs> i was like i am so proud right now i have no idea i can't say anything i was just i was so happy <laughs> shinetsky's through and through yes there we go yes <laughs> so i, I asked uh, uh my youngest son josiah who's uh, josiah just turned three and i asked him like a week later i was like so josiah what was the most important thing that you learned watching jurassic park and he's like well don't hide in the bathroom daddy the t-rex kitchen like, that's right <laughs> not a same wow that's awesome when we they because they did the 30th anniversary re-release of it i think back in february or march and sandy and i went and caught it when they had it It was just like a one day only kind of thing and so we went and saw it when the halfling was in school or it was like a uh, she was at gymnastics camp because regents was closed right so we went and saw it and there was a whole row of little boys in front of us and right with that same seat they Busted out laughing when that was happening. It was great. I'm glad that is a universal response that all, yes. at least little little boys have, at least. Yeah. I don't know if, if the halfling would have that same response. But it's weird what sets her off versus what you would, what you would think should, doesn't. Because right. Darth Vader is her favorite character in Star Wars. Yeah. Has no issues with that. No issue with him chopping off Luke's hand. <laughs> funeral pie, or like the Viking funeral at the end yeah. or anything like that. <laughs> no. But then other things like we talk about me or Sandy getting hurt when we were kids. She doesn't want to hear that. Uh, I very much understand. Yeah, I know it, it's weird anyway. So well, it's weird Arizona. for my kids, like just how different they are from one to the other. Because like one will set, one will be set off by one thing, yeah. and the other four will laugh at it. And then the <laughs> next day, it's the complete opposite response. And I was like, I, I give up. I can't understand my children. <laughs> I gave up on that long ago. So. Yeah, <laughs> Heather's job. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Arathar73. Hello there. What's up? How are you, Arathar? 
dying happily is greater than dying in sadness. I would agree. I, I don't. Yeah, I, I, I can't argue with that. logic there. All right. That is that's very good. Um. Okay. Jurassic Park. Oh, Mario. So I had to go look what this blue star was. Apparently, it was a blue star in Super Mario Galaxy. Okay. And one of the bartenders is a huge gamer at, at the burger bar. I go and work at a couple of days during lunch. Yep. He said, oh, yeah, that blue star was pointless. So Super Mario Galaxy was like every other Super Mario game. It's one player. But you could play the second player, and you could you could just circle around. And this whole thing was just like get in your way. And he said it was the most pointless thing in the whole game. <laughs> I, so it, nobody likes that for whatever reason. Oh, so Jurassic Park was the topic. Now it's something else. Well, Arthur, I think this you might be your first time joining uh, the Supplement Engineer podcast. Usually, uh, I'm I'm interviewing individuals from in and around the supplement industry, uh, but today I have an extra special guest, my younger brother Philip, who uh, we've been trying to line this up, or I've been trying to goad him and my sister. Either simultaneously coming on the same episode or just independently, oh, yeah. um, so we can have a, a fun time. So we're we're kind of going through uh, our different uh, favorite, some of our favorite movies. So Philip is a, an aerospace engineer, a mechanical engineer that you know abandoned the safety and security of engineering to go you know the <laughs> wild and crazy in the supplement industry. Um, you're a braver man than I am. <laughs> yeah, oh, we'll see about that. You have you're the one that has five kids. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. <laughs> um, yes, Arthur. He is younger. I was born in 1985. He was born in 1988. Yep. So we are three years apart, or just under three years, because you were April. I was August. Right. It's close enough. Close enough for government work, as Dad would say. Exactly. Oh, I can attest to that. We are recanting our favorite uh, movies, childhood pastimes. Uh, we've covered action movies, some of the MCU and DCU comics and movies we've liked. Uh, somehow we got on the topic of Jurassic Park and just favorite stuff from our childhood because we're talking about Power Rangers and Ninja Turtles. Yep. Um, and so you've got your Top Gun shirt on. Right. Have you seen Maverick yet? I have. Uh, so you, oh, you yes, gave it finally. to me. Yes. Finally. You gave it to me. I finally had a chance to watch it. Yes. Uh, gosh. It's about three weeks ago now. Um, yeah. My man. Fan- fantastic. Loved the way uh, I was telling Heather. It's probably. And I, I am sure I can't think of an exhaustive list, but it is easily the best, like long-term um, sequel that they've done of a movie. Right? They've tried to do reboots. They tried to do sequels. Like I never saw. Uh, I've never seen the original Blade Runner. I've never seen, or and I didn't see twenty forty nine when they did the the sequel. Uh, it was an unnecessary sequel. There was nothing that was in twenty forty nine sequels nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was. It was not. I mean, it was. It was all right. It was a good movie. It was just. It didn't really add anything. It was just extraneous. Right. Yeah, and and I think they did Maverick perfectly. Right. There's just enough throwbacks and nostalgia there to connect it to the original. They bring back, you know, a couple former characters, or at least connections to former characters for just the right amount of time. Like, yep. The way they brought back Iceman and and used Val Kilmer, knowing all of his actual like real life issues he's dealing with, like. They did that perfectly, um, yeah. and and tied it in well with you know I guess if nobody's seen Maverick, spoiler he dies, um, <laughs> yeah. you know whatever. Uh, so I, I just thought they did all of that really well, and like Maverick still feels like Maverick, you know, like uh, we were talking Disney Star Wars a bit ago. That's that's a lot of people's big gripe with like Last Jedi is Luke doesn't feel like Luke. Mm-mm. 
I I understand that. I'm probably one of the few people that like I I enjoy Last Jedi for what it is, but I also yeah. understand why people really hate it. Yeah, <laughs> like, and that's fair. Yeah, um, but Top Gun does, or Maverick doesn't do that, right? It's just like it really is great. It's the perfect sequel. Like, if we're talking like quality movie. It is a better movie than the first one. I still love the first one. Yeah. I will always love it. But right. as we're talking like actual quality writing, storyline, yes. it is absolutely perfect. Uh, there is no real gripes. And the, the riffs that they have alluding to Star Wars are yes. just so perfect. <laughs> they are. They do such a great job on it. I, I really enjoy a little three meter exhaust port that they got to blow up. <laughs> Brewster has to use the force to launch the tor- proton torpedo into yeah. the hole. Uh, did you know one thing I did pick up that I didn't actually notice in theaters, but when I watched it at home, I noticed it. When Warlock and Cyclone are showing him, it says the target, and it zooms out and it shows him the underground bunker. Yeah. So it's got the bunker, and then it shows that line that's going up like this, and there's that little cog right there. Yeah. It's an outline of a Star Destroyer. I'm going to have to go look that up. Go back and look and pause it right on that scene. It is the outline of a... I swear, maybe it's just my brain wanting me to think that, but I swear it's in the outline of the Star Destroyer. And I'm not going and looked up any things to say, oh, there's an Easter egg this, there's an Easter egg this. That is... I mean, it's got to be that. There's there's no way I can say it. But I just... I love that movie. I have seen it at least 20 times now. I saw it 10 or 11 times in theaters. I should you know. That's awesome. I did. the the one part of the movie I was I was worried about watching it, uh-huh. right? Because so they make it very clear early on that they're going to get in an F fourteen, right? There's yeah. no hiding that. Oh, we yeah. all know they're going to get in, and that's uh-huh. fine. I, I was I was excited for mm-hmm. it to happen, but right. So we get to the final scene, and they're uh, you know uh, Maverick and Rooster are yeah. flying in the the two seater F fourteen, and they're yeah. going to take on the fifth gen fighters. And I was like, please don't make this ridiculous, like. <laughs> please just don't do this. And so like they take out the first one. And it's like, okay, he snuck up behind him. Like no problem. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. And they go to that second one. And that guy does that. Uh, basically he drifts in midair. Yeah. The like, fly by wire them. kind of thing. Right. <laughs> they put three cats. are like, what the heck was that? Yeah. What's funny is right. It can actually do that. Like, yeah, that, that's not exaggerated. I have seen a video of an air show where an F 22. Right, yeah, seen that same one. The, yeah. I mean, they basically just, the one that they use in the movie is, like the Russian or the Chinese version where basically they stole our designs. Yeah. The um, 257. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I've seen it do that maneuver. So like, that was really cool to see them do that. Mm-hmm. And then they make it very clear. Yeah. That the 14 is no match for this. Like no. they are true to true to form on that. So mm-hmm. I was glad to see that because I was slightly worried. I was like, <laughs> please, you know, I had flashbacks to like, uh, um, oh gosh, have you ever seen the third Iron Eagle? <laughs> Yes. Oh, the third aces. Yeah. Yes, aces is done. Oh, and so you've bad. got like, you know, you got Chappie and his whatever he's flying around. Is he in a P fifty one in that one? I think so. P fifty one. And you know, you got the dude that's a former kamikaze pilot that you know didn't kamikaze but does in the movie. And it's uh-huh. like we're trying to take on you know these much further advanced things, and it's just ridiculous. Like <laughs> uh, it was bad. The uh, I love the splitting the throttle moment when he does that when he get, goes up and does the very good. And I didn't even realize before. Like I should have realized because they never did that in the original Top Gun. Mm. Uh, I went back and looked, and that was something the F-14 actually could do—the differential thrust. Mm-hmm. Apparently, that was something actually she could do. I just that was such—I love that shot of the movie. Yeah. 
it's, it's, it's one of the coolest things. Yeah. Um, can the can the Hornet do that? Uh, or its engines too close together? Because I think the F-14's engines are further apart. They are slightly further apart. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the Hornet could do it. Okay. Because I know the Raptor can. Obviously, yeah. the F-16 can't because it's only it's a single turbine engine. So. Yeah, and see, that was something that was always interesting to me, especially, you know, being in aerospace. Uh, as cool as the F-35 is, like, why would you go back to a single, uh, single engine aircraft? Like, yeah. that never made sense to me. Like, eh, I don't know. Yeah, it's, is it, maybe it, I've just got this, the F-35 doesn't have um, the same kind of presence or popularity that all of the other... Uh, no, and I mean, it, it technically crafted. fulfills a different role, right, if you want to yeah. into the weeds on it, but it, it's a thing, right, it was supposed to be a platform that could solve any problem, right, a, yeah. kind of a jack-of-all-trades, master-of-none type thing, Um because, right, there are three versions of it. There's an Air Force, there's a Navy, and there's a Marine version. Right. And the Marine one's got the vertical takeoff capacity. Yep, exactly. Yeah, which is cool, but, you know, if you've seen, which one was that? Uh, was it Live Free or Die Hard? It can yeah. also be taken out by a chunk of cement breaking off a bridge, you know, whatever. Sure. Yeah. I mean, and then Bruce Willis just rides it on the tail as it spirals into, you know, oblivion, but he's perfectly fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, going back to your previous comment that that is the most perfect sequel to a legacy IP. Yeah. Um, I would agree with you. I think the only thing that manages to come remotely close is Cobra Kai. Did you freeze on me? Damn it, Philip. I'm froze again. Oh, you're killing me, Smiles. Okay, Arathar. Mobility, acceleration, burst redundancy is all better with two. Do you have experience with uh, aircraft, Arathar? Still don't get why in New Hope the torpedo did 90 degree turns that hit the tube. I don't either. Um, maybe the gravity from inside the space station sucked it in somehow. It's about the only earth. So there's a vacuum that exists at that part right there because you have the vacuum of space and then it sucks it in that way. I'm not really sure. Uh, but then again, you know, it's uh, Star Wars is more space opera than hardcore. Uh, science fiction, so maybe that could explain it why. I don't know. Hey, there you really, go. Really, really hate my internet. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Okay. Last thing I heard was you agree there was one contender you might throw in there. Yeah, Cobra Kai and Karate Kid. That that's where I went to. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it, that's the only thing because it pays homage and respect to the original characters. It doesn't try to tear them down and do a bunch of yeah. finger wagging. If you should be better, or you're. you're like we're gonna, you're gonna be one upped by a bunch of young hotshots. Um, you you pay right. respect, and you can tell it's it's made by people that love and honor and respect the original series. Yes. Um, so the the one other I'll throw in there, and it didn't it didn't pan out, but I will give credit to Force Awakens because when I saw Force Awakens, yeah. like it it felt like a Star Wars movie, and that's yeah. that's the biggest credit I can say to it. Um, is it it felt like one now yeah. what they did with seven or eight and nine they took it a different route and there's a whole bunch of reasons they did that yeah why it, it, none of it makes sense but yeah. like i when i watch seven 
I do get chills at like that final one of the final scenes where they're having the lightsaber fight in the forest mm-hmm. and the the uh, right it's a it's a throwback to uh, Empire Strikes Back where yeah. the lightsaber's in the ground it starts to shake and it flies to Ray like that's a cool scene yeah. and that you know everybody laughs at it because oh yeah it's just a bigger Death Star which it is right and they're yeah, it's a Death Planet instead of a Death yeah, Star they're making fun of it that's fine whatever. Um, that one I, I would say is a a distant third in our ranking here. If we're going Maverick, Cobra Kai, distant third is uh, Force Awakens. Yeah, yeah, Force Awakens is going to lose some points for me because a, a couple of reasons. Um, it uh, they never reunited Han, Luke, and Leia, which seems like one of the right. biggest, yeah, uh, huge missed opportunity transgressions, travesties in the history yeah. of cinema. Uh, Han Solo's death was pretty meaningless. Yeah, they they somewhat redeem it in nine. Somewhat, yeah. but I mean, it's almost like they gave him a villain's death. Like he didn't die doing something heroic. He fell into a bottomless pit, which is what Emperor Palpatine did. Which was that every bad guy in, like die hard. That, every that's, bad. Guy. That's the way you die in in Disney movies. Have you never seen all the animated movies? Go watch. Uh, go watch Tangled. Go watch. Uh... Uh, I mean, anything. They all fall down a shaft or out of window. But it's the bad guy. That's what bad guy. That's what villains do. And you made Han Solo die that same way. Right. I mean, there well, was no to be, fair, they did it to, to be fair, they did it to Mufasa too. You know, uh, that's true. That's a good point. That's a good point. Oh well. Which, by the way, if you haven't seen it, my kids made me watch uh, Lion King two the other day for the first time. Not bad. Did that come out on V? Was that like a direct to VHS? I we think were kids? it was, but it has yeah. most of the original cast. Like it's still got Matthew Broderick. It's still got uh, I don't know, a couple of people. Who did um, Matthew Broderick play in the? He voices the the adult version of Simba. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's uh, oh, Jonathan cool. Taylor Thomas, the kid from um, Home Improvement. Randy on Home Improvement. He voices yeah. Simba as a kid, and then it's Matthew Broderick as the adult. Cool. Yeah. Um, but it's not bad. It does doesn't have the music that the first one had. But oh yeah, they didn't have Elton John doing the score, right? But storyline's not bad. Kids enjoyed yeah. it. I thought it was pretty good. So, um, well, so Cobra Kai, Sandy and I are on season five of that. Yeah, we just started. She's two. Have you not seen, seen it before? Oh yeah, I've seen all of it. Oh, okay, okay. And so I've just been dropping little subtle hints, like, hey, maybe you would want to see this. She said, "There's nothing good." I said, "Well." <laughs> She said, there's nothing new. There's no good shows on. There's no good movies. I said, they, there are. They're just few and far between. I said, well, right. we can go watch Karate Kid again. But I said, before go. we do that, so we watched the first two seasons. I said, honey, just I really don't remember anything from Karate Kid 3. I said, you, you've got, it, this is crucial that you yeah. go back oh, and you gotta, watch. You, watch you have to. And then we, right when we started, you know, we finished season four and started mm-hmm. five. She said, ah. And she said, they're not going to bring back Mike Barnes, are they? And then oh, we just yeah. got to the episode last night where they go, Mike fucking Barnes. <laughs> that is, if if I have a complaint about season five of Cobra Kai, like five was really good. It's yeah. it's probably one of the strongest seasons. Yeah, it's my favorite since the first one. Yeah, I think. Um, my only complaint with it is, that especially in the trailers and coming out of four, they built up Barnes so much. Yeah. And then he had so little to do. Now, what I'll say is, given the rest of that they put in season five. Yeah. It would have been hard to give him more to do. Yeah. But just in hindsight, like he was the big buildup, right? Like, yeah. Oh, he's coming. He's the bad guy, you know, the bad boy of karate, blah, blah. And then he's in what? Like two episodes. <laughs> like, yeah. Maybe he'll be more in season six. Uh, maybe so. And if so, know. cool. Like, uh, like yeah. I said, I, 
I still really enjoyed season five. Yeah, overall, it was really good. That just shows it is awesome. I love shows it in season amazing. five. He's, um, he's the he steals the season at least. Yes, he does. Outside yeah. of John, Johnny's Johnny's my favorite in the whole show. Um, yeah, and, but, then, and by far, I mean it's it's yeah, it's very if the original you know Karate Kids are Daniel's story, yeah. Cobra Kai is Johnny's, and it works right. It, yeah, it definitely works. Yeah, there was one episode. I think we saw it over the weekend where, you know, how everybody says like Johnny is the, the, the good guy in Karate Kid and Daniel's the bully. They Johnny was talking, I forget if he was talking to Miguel or somebody else. And they go, oh, yeah, I finally just saw Top Gun. It's the coolest movie ever. And Tom, he goes, yeah, Maverick's so cool. And uh, <laughs> I know they have Johnny goes, what are you talking about? <laughs> Iceman was the best pilot. He won the Top Gun trophy. He had abs for days. Maverick named himself Maverick. You can't give yourself a nickname. Well, so right. much this is so much a riff on how people that's exactly what it is yeah no it's it's very uh meta in that sense and they i mean they hit the nail on the head it's perfect yeah and they have so many references to iron eagle which i feel like one of the most obscure movies it it is i mean it is it's an obscure one it's one of the most ridiculous storylines but i still love it like i i can't not watch that movie and i need the kids to be just a little older so i can show on that one yeah Um, well yeah just I've shown it. Just Sophia's watched it twice. Hey, nothing wrong with that, man. I've watched it. I feel like that was the age when we saw it. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. Or you might have been five. I've been eight. I don't yeah, know. You, you got exposed to stuff earlier than I did, but it's probably because hey. I was a couple years. Like, so you saw Jurassic Park when you were six. Right. Yeah. So you, me, and Grandma Payne went to go see it in theaters. Right. That's right. <laughs> it was, I was nine when it came out, or eight. And it was no, awesome. I was, eight. <laughs> I was eight. 93. It was March of 93 or April yeah. of 93 when it came out. So you were. So if you were eight, I was five. Yeah. yeah. Or you just turned six. Yeah. No, you were five. No, I was five. We saw it. Yeah. Um, no, what's funny is the, the Iron Eagle reference. Right. So that was. So I was late coming into Cobra Kai. I didn't start watching it till season three, I think. Yeah. That's um, probably when I caught up to it, too. Yeah. And when watching season one, having, you know, I as cheesy as the movie is now i still love iron eagle and when i started seeing the references in it in season one i was just dying i was like i have to watch this entire series i don't care what else is in it the rest of it can be garbage i'm watching this oh yeah it's so good but in season two or three it gets a little heavy into the teenage drama and yeah it always pulls it back to get back to johnny and and daniel so yeah and that's that's the good thing right that is my if i have a gripe about the show like they get a little too much into the teen drama which to be fair, if you go back and watch the original movie, right, it's there too. He's in high school. It's a whole thing. Yeah. Um, but it's funny. I'll, uh, like you said, on the Iron Eagle, right, it's one of the most obscure movies. I've met tons of people in my, in my jobs and stuff that haven't seen it. And it's so funny when they're like, well, what's about? Right. And you, you sum it up like this, right? Like, hey, this kid's dad gets shot down over enemy airspace. He and his ragtag group of friends come up with a brilliant idea to hijack two F-16s and go save him with the help of some random retired colonel that he knows, or lieutenant, whatever he is. Um, is colonel. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And when he gets busted at the end of the movie, no, they don't court-martial him. Just decide to send him to the Air Force Academy. And it's like, yeah. wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. We started an international incident. That's nah, fine. Send him to the Air Force Academy. We won. It's all that mattered. America won. It doesn't. You, as long as we win, there's no consequences. Right. And like, wouldn't it be the ultimate joke if the you know the director or somebody of that movie was like 
a former Marine or army guy. And they wrote the whole movie as a joke on the air force. Like that would be brilliant, but. (laughs) Oh, I love that movie. It's so preposterous because it's Doug and everybody else has a dad that is some kind of (laughs) Lieutenant major Colonel in the air force. And they're all, which I guess makes sense. If you, if you have a dad that lives on base and all of you live on base, that that part makes sense. Yeah. But I mean, it's, there's, it's got a fantastic soundtrack. The, uh, the, uh, scenes that they do for the F-16s are fantastic, right? And it's it's a ridiculous premise of a movie that just you can lose yourself in and watch, right? It only uh, works in the 80s. It's exactly, so good. Exactly. It's so great. Now, I will tell you what's funny. Speaking of so 80s and Top Gun, Iron Eagle stuff, I can't remember if I told you this or not. So I've gotten into watching the original MacGyver series with the kids. Yeah, you've, you've mentioned that a couple of yeah, times. Yeah, the one from the, the 80s, right? There is an episode in, I think it's season three, and it's called like the GX1. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm trying to find it again. But the in the opening scene of that uh, episode, they're like tracking some secret, top secret plane, something. Yeah. The footage that they use, I'm not kidding. It's the exact footage from Top Gun. They have, yeah, it's F 14s and it's, you know, it's actually like the F 5, right? That's supposed to be the MiG. Yeah. Yeah. So it's an F 5. It is the, I kid you not, shot for shot exact footage from Top Gun. They use it in the episode. Weird. (laughs) Yeah. I've got it. It's, um, so I, uh, it comes on one of our random antenna channels and I've got all the, uh, MacGyver episode set to record so yeah. that episode should come on i think next week or two weeks when it does i'll i'll suit you the footage and honest yeah. to god it's the same thing <laughs> it, it's hilarious yeah very cool there's um i didn't know if you knew this about iron eagle there was a guy uh a, a former or i think he flies in the reserves now but he's mm-hmm. flown an f-18 and an f-16 oh wow and one other thing he went to two-lane and flew reserves out of New Orleans. I think he still lives in and out of, around New Orleans. Um, and he was stationed there for a while. His name is C.W. Lemoyne. L-E-M-O-I-N-E. But he's got a whole YouTube channel. He's done some spec ops novels that he's written. Oh, wow. Um, but he's he's a fairly accomplished pilot. He's done some commercial airline flying, too. Yeah. Um, but he said that the footage... So the... Top Gun was filmed using American aircraft. So our F-14s and the F-5s that they painted and made to look like MiG-28s because there's no yep. such point as actually an actual MiG-28 <laughs> for the listeners out there that aren't as nerdy into aircraft yes. as we are. Um, apparently, when they were going to film Iron Eagle, the, the production crew went there and the U.S. government said, no, we're not going <laughs> to let you do that. So the F-16 footage, it's... Uh, the Israeli F-16s. Okay, that makes sense, yeah. Overseas, and they were working with the Israeli, because I think that's the only other country that has F-16s. Uh, yeah, I think so. Because, um, you know, obviously our close military partnership with them or support for, uh, they're, you know, one of our closest allies, them in England. Right. Um, but yeah, that's because we they we sold a bunch of them to them. But, you know, I think Iran still has a couple of F-14s that we sold them I way back in the day. They're the only country that still actually has them. Yeah. It's kind of like, who is the bad guy representing in? Because they never mention the bad guy in Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> they never tell you where they're at. The enemy and fifth gen fighters. They don't even name them. But I guess that adds to the timelessness of the movie. So it's not just right. saying, oh, it's the Soviets. It's the yeah, no, it, So it works. I mean, well. it's obviously got to be like North Korea or Iran. Because Iran's the only one that actually has a functioning F-14 at this stage of the game. Right. <laughs> um, but I, guess, I mean, anybody that's flying a, a Sukhoi 57. So it's going to be Russia, North Korea maybe china 
Right. So that's use your it. use your judgment. Exactly. No, Either but way. like you said, it adds to the time listen to the movie, so it, it works very well. Yeah. Do you like Iron Eagle 2? What are your thoughts on Iron it, Eagle 2? It's okay. Yeah. It so I think I think the quality of them goes down the higher the number gets. <laughs> like yeah. one again, again, one ridiculous premise. Don't care. Great movie. Two not as ridiculous of a premise. Yeah, we like, team up with the Soviets to yeah. go blow up another unsanctioned nuclear reactor. Right. Okay. Like I said, not as ridiculous. Still ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's not bad. It's been a long time since I've teen- seen two. Yeah. But it was uh, not nuts about Doug getting blasted right, out of the sky. He's destroyed the first like 10 minutes of the movie. Which, yeah. And then, of course, he's captured and doesn't come back till four. But, you know, and we, it's a yeah, different thing. find until <laughs> right. four. Uh, three is just utterly ridiculous with and stuff yeah and then there's four which is not even you know we're talking about kids learning how to fly an air show <laughs> and, <laughs> and then, then they beat bad guys right so it's yeah it's something but no i mean i enjoy too like i said i i always hated that doug got taken out in the first 10 minutes right because all of number one is right he's this incredible pilot you know he can do things at 18 that you know his dad couldn't do it you know 45 but, right you know whatever um, and I don't remember if he's 45. I don't remember how, the, how old the man's supposed to be in the movie. I mean, he looks fairly grizzled. Yeah. But if he's still an active duty pilot, I can't imagine many 45-year-olds are still active duty pilots flying combat missions. Right. I imagine you probably tap out usually late 30s. Uh, yeah, probably something there. Uh, I don't know. I mean, but I mean, if you figure like his son 40s. is 18 in the movie, he's got to be probably at least 20 years older. So, yeah. Yeah, so he's at least 38. Yeah. Probably forty something. Yeah. Either way, um, if you had to pick, Iron Eagle, Top Gun, Top Gun Maverick, Stealth. You're gonna put Stealth in that list? Are you kidding me? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out. Yeah, you've seen movie. Stealth, right? <laughs> yes. We'll just. Hey, we beat AI. Then we can still beat yeah. AI today. <laughs> Chat GPT, be damned. Um. Oh, I kid you, you not. I, I, so I, we got a, I can't believe this. We got a corporate email the other day. Uh-huh. And this is, I'm not really secret, but basically they had to tell people, hey, don't use that on your work. Don't use that. Yeah. Good job, guys. It's going to invade our industry. At least yeah. for like content writing a lot. It's going to start doing eBooks and there's people on both sides of the spectrum. So season six of Cobra Kai and pretty much everything mm-hmm. that was in current development right now if it still needed script rewrites it's going to be it's the writers went on strike this week or at the end of last week so cobra kai season six and anything else that's been in development if the script work wasn't finished mm-hmm. by last thursday or friday the the wga went on strike which the director's guild is a this has contract negotiations coming up the end of this month i think may 26th or 25th or june 1st something around that time and if that's not agreed, you might have the writers and the directors both on strike at the same time. So and Hollywood just kind of got back on its feet after the past two years of, you know, antics. So it'll, uh, it's, it's not good, which kind of sucks because I was really looking forward to Cobra Kai season six because that'll be the final one. Right. Um, um, but uh, so to, to answer your question, so let's see. Between... Is there any other fighter jet movies I'm missing? Um, I wouldn't put it as strictly a fighter jet movie, 
but I would say it's a good one in the in the genre uh, is uh, Behind Enemy Lines, the original. That is a good one. Yeah. Not You've got of... Independence Day. There's F-18s in that one. Yeah, I'll put that one in there. Um, I'm not sure I... how much of that's actual real F-18s flying, though. Yeah, well, you know, those darn aliens complicate things. Um, I, would, I would still say, well, I'll put it this way. Objectively speaking, yeah. Top Gun is the better movie than Iron Eagle. Hands down, no yeah. contest. Better acting, better writing, less ridiculous premise. <laughs> I'm sure it was volleyball. That's always a good exactly right. Too. I mean, you know, <laughs> a ten-minute volleyball scene is very much, uh, very much needed. Um, it, it, I will always love Iron Eagle for the music and because it is still my favorite plane. As I much as people want to say the F-16, too. yeah. As much as people want to say the F-16 looks like a lawn dart, which it is, <laughs> but. Like, but it just, can pull 10 Gs legitimately. Yeah, exactly. It's not going to bend its airframe like the F-18 will. Right. I mean, it was designed to do that. But, yeah. you know, it, to, just to me, like, the if you look at the profile of that plane, like, to me, that's what a fighter jet looks like. It's the F-16. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if I had to choose one that's better, Top Gun's the better movie. I, I still love Iron Eagle for different reasons. Yeah. But that, that's my take. Where does Maverick slot in there? You might need to see it a few more times first. I, I think so. Okay. I, I've only seen it the one time. Absolutely yeah. loved it. Yeah. I, I'm not ready yet to put it above the original. But yeah. There's a large nostalgia factor there. Oh, so. yeah. Agreed. One thing I wish they would have done. So, like, from one other thing, right when you start the movie, mm-hmm. I mean, it it it's immediately brings you back. To 1980, oh, yeah. Top Gun from the whole bong starting through. It's got the whole intro. It's perfect. Yes, yes. yes it I is. mean, it is an absolutely perfect follow-up, getting you set for the movie and everything. I love it. When they had the dogfight football scene, I wish they had brought back playing with the boys. <laughs> I was waiting for. It. I wish <laughs> I wanted that so bad. Sadie said, "Oh no, that song works." I thought it does. Sure, it does, it but does. it's not the same. But I want, I like, I need somebody to go back and do a fan edit of the movie or just upload the clip to YouTube and just have Kenny Loggins track inserted <laughs> over that. And, because they even have like slow look around with Tom Cruise and yes. Bruce Trubo. Sandy, Sandy can't control herself. She says, Robert, that, that's ridiculous. It's so, it's so. It's completely ridiculous. And that's the point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's so it's great. I mean, like they lead into the cheesiness of Top Gun, but still yes. make it more impactful and soulful. Um. Oh man, and I love John Ham. John Ham. John Ham did a, did a fantastic job. As did you ever see Mad Men? I've seen bits and pieces of Mad Men. I mean, like, I it, it's Don stuff. Draper as an admiral, but I mean, yes. I think that's just the way he is. Like when he's serious, it's and Mad Men is without a doubt one of my favorite television series of all time. I'm I'm going back through and rewatching it for the fourth time now. Yeah, uh, I'm well, on season like, four. Uh, that's why I loved having. Uh, ed harris in there as the other admiral right yeah he's perfect he's a curmudgeon like that's what he's supposed to be yeah it's exactly what ed harris needed to be in that movie uh-huh he's great in that oh that's yeah awesome. i mean and he does that all the time he did it in that I mean, he did he was kind of like that but a little different back when he was in uh, apollo 13 as the flight director uh, yeah and the rock too the rock he was... which can we all admit at this point that the rock is a james bond movie they just didn't call it that oh yeah it's great it's, it's like it's what uh, it's what should have been that. the ending of James Bond. Now, granted, I haven't seen um, whatever no, last or No Time to Die. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. You don't um, need to. You, really, you I heard it was pretty good. It mm, mm. okay. 
Fair enough. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I've I've seen the ending of it because we watched um, uh, uh, Amazon special on the music of James Bond, so it okay. encapsulates like the sixty years of it. Yeah. But they lean so heavily into the music for the last one. They show so many clips of the movie, and you get the synopsis. And okay. basically, on Her Majesty's Secret Service, mm-hmm. ends with James Bond getting married and dying, or yeah. his wife dying. Mm-hmm. Flip that where. James Bond and the, the enemy are on an island at the end. Okay. And he basically says the inverse of the same line he said to his wife at the end. We're like, we have all the time in the world. And I got you. That's how okay. the movie ends. I thought, that's kind of like, that's what I was one of my gripes. I loved Roger, uh, not Roger Craig. Shit. Daniel oh, Craig. What's his name? Daniel Craig. There we yeah. go. Um, Roger Craig was a running back for the. Uh, <laughs> I was confusing Daniel Craig with Roger Moore and Roger Craig, the 49ers running back from the 80s. There we go. Um, yeah, it, it was, uh, it was great so... in Casino Royale, but every one of them just got more and more dark. And it seemed like he was never yeah. having fun. Like it didn't have that, like the, the cool bravado and like just badassery that Sean Connery had, or kind of right. like the tongue in cheek stuff of some of the Pierce Brosnan and Roger Moore right. stuff. Yeah, I think I think at the end of the day, it's part of that is right. There was there was a big movement. I would say the last what fifteen years of movies to make everything you know grounded and gritty and dark and like Bond's not supposed to be that. It's supposed to be over, ridiculous, over the top gadgets and like. But having said that, I liked what they did in Casino Royale, right? Where they kind of yeah. made it small and like, okay, you've got a few things that you need, and here they are. And like, yeah, that was great. Yeah, Casino Royale's great. Quantum of Solace is just weird, like just so boring. Yeah, it's he's so not. Boring. Yeah, he's not bad in it as Bond, but the rest of the movie's like, I couldn't even tell you what the plot is anymore. It's something about stealing water, and like, oh, okay, great. Um, uh, I I do love Skyfall. Like, yeah. Skyfall is dark, but I think they did a fantastic job with uh, Javier Bardem as the villain. That's more Judy Dench bites the dust at the end. Yeah. And she kind of alludes that she might be James Bond's mom. Yeah, there's like a slight allusion there. um, But I I love Javier Bardem as the villain in Skyfall. Like, it's it's awesome. He's a Um, creepy bag. Same thing in No Country. Yes. He's just creepy. Yes, agreed. Um, I've seen Spectre, and I don't remember anything about it. Like, here, we we just weren't nuts. Like, there's nothing that made me want to go back and rewatch it. Yeah, and I hate that they wasted. Um, oh, Lord. Blofeld. Uh, well, the actor Christopher Waltz is that his name? Yeah, yeah, Christoph Waltz. Christoph Waltz, because he's yeah, amazing. He's, yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, um, but I just don't remember anything about the movies, right? So you've got like, if I look at like you know a timeline of the Daniel Craig movies, it's high, low, high, low, and then I haven't seen No Time to Die, which apparently was not great. <laughs> it might have some decent moments. Like I think the brightest spot, from what I've heard, is that Anna de Armas. The, the little brunette girl yeah, is basically the highlight and she's in it for all of like four and a half minutes okay. when he's in Cuba. I got you. Um, yeah. So I don't know, but they'll be getting a new bond eventually. Yeah. With the writer's strike, that's just going to put the next bond out even further. Right. We'll see. Uh, Connery will always be my favorite bond. Oh, agreed. But I've gained more respect for Pierce Brosnan. I've liked, I like Goldeneye yeah. a lot. Or it's been a while since I've seen any of the Roger Gold Moore stuff, but really Connery, Roger Moore, and then Pierce Brosnan is kind of eh, but I mean, that was right when he was Bond, 
after I had seen, like, it was kind of like Iceman transitioning to be right. Batman after Keaton. So you had been, you'd had 15 years worth of movies that we had seen from dad's giant VHS collection <laughs> yes. of the Bond films. And then we start watching the Pierce Brosnan. And I thought, okay, this first one's good. It's starting to get a little weird now. Yeah. And then you get Plus to like, who's this, like the easy bad guy. Or not yeah. the bad guy, but the other love interest from Mrs. Doubtfire. Right. That didn't help either. Right. <laughs> no, I'm with you. And what's God, what what's the one that they did with like the whole like ice palace thing and it's him and Halle Berry? Die another day. I know that one was just weird. Like Yeah, it was his I mean by that point he was starting to age out of the role right. and I think he just it was just a bad script. He yeah. he never mailed it in. Like Pierce Brosnan always had was pretty committed I, to the role. Yeah, I would agree. Um it was just it was just a bad script. So, oh well. Um, okay, we've covered aviation movies. Do I need to let you go? Uh, I'd probably get about 10, 15 minutes. Okay, all right. I'll get you out of here in a few minutes then. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll go to action movie series. All right. I feel like I know this answer, but I'm going to, and then we're going to segue from here. Yeah. Stallone or Schwarzenegger? Oof. I'm going to say Stallone. Good. Good man. Yeah. Overall, okay. I would say still. I mean, obviously, great Schwarzenegger movies, right? Some of the Terminators, not the later ones. <laughs> yeah, first two. First two, we'll agree. Just I, I have not seen Dark Fate. I know the big twist, and I think it's probably one of the dumbest things in history. Um, yeah. So we're just not going to go there. But right. one and two are fantastic. Yeah. Three, I will give credit on three for one thing. Yeah. And it's the twist at the end, right? Where they think they're getting to the bunker and everything and stop doomsday or uh, stop uh, judgment. Day. Yeah. And then it's right. It's just this old military bunker where they can talk to everybody after everything happens. And like, yeah. okay, that was cool. Right. Like rest of three, not great, but a good yeah. ending can redeem a bad movie for me. Agreed. Yeah. Um, and then I never saw, I never saw dark fate and I never saw Genesis. Genesis uh, is the one with Christian Bale? No, that was Salvation. That one's not bad. Yeah, that was all right. We went and saw that yeah. in the theater. Sandy and I did, and I think Kaz went with us too. Yeah, agree. Sure. Um, so that one's cool. Uh, you still beat two for me. That's uh, Terminator is one of the franchises where the sequel beats the original. Yeah, one it's of the very of aliens. Yeah. Or Alien and Aliens. I mean, they're two different movies. One is a horror movie set in space, and the other is an action movie. Right. And they're both great. Yes. It just kind of depends which side do you do. You like more of like the sci-fi suspense horror thing, or do you more like more, you know, Sigourney Reaver going Rambo on a bunch of aliens? Right. Which is kind of cool. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, but no, I, at the end of the day, I would I would lean towards Stallone. Right. You got all the Rockies minus five which is just horrible um yeah. <laughs> until the final fight scene right that's what we wanted the whole movie the street fight <laughs> exactly that's what we've been waiting for and finally it took you know an hour and a half to get there or however long that movie is yeah uh, but all those right the rambos as as ridiculous as some of those are all right um yeah. did you see I, last blood i did it was okay i much preferred rambo as the final entry in the in the saga because that one that one's perfect like it's it's completely over the top action and then yeah. it's got the the perfect ending scene like he finally comes home and he's walking onto the farm and like that's it yeah, Done. he, he reconciles it. with his dad back on the farm it's good and that was the thing i couldn't understand with the the fifth one with last blood that why is he going to go all the way to mexico like he 
Rambo was never a guy that wanted a family or just not even like it's not his daughter. It's not anything. It's just like a, a woman that works on his farm and then it's her granddaughter. Yeah. And then she's going to go to find her father who's, a you know, linked up with the cartels. And I thought right. this doesn't seem authentic to the character. The last 30 minutes when he's gone, you know, <laughs> going back to Rambo reason, <laughs> go like harkening back to all like the, the grassroots guerrilla warfare that he did in the original. It was yes. fantastic. Um, but I just thought like it, it was uh, it was hard to get my head around it. It was weird. Right. Was weird. Um, but yeah. Okay. So if you had to give me your top five Stallone movies. Oh gosh. All right. I'm going to go out of order just cause, or not in any particular order. There so you go. Top, top five. We're going to go. go. This doesn't have to be story quality. It can just be your no. favorites. Right, right, uh, yeah. I'm going to say Rambo, the, the fourth one in the series. Okay. It's a good uh, one. Gosh. Expendables is up there. The first one or the second first one? Expendables. Okay. First one's still my favorite. I love like I love two with the Chuck Norris jokes and all that, and it's great. But <laughs> the the first one I remember seeing it in theaters, and that was it came out when I was in California by myself. And yeah, I remember two thousand eight. Uh, no, that came out in ten. Did it? It was either ten or early eleven. Gosh, I'm not gonna have to look this up now. Um, I'm Keep pretty talking. sure because I, I think it was I was in California and like. I had an off Friday from work and I just went by myself to the theaters and I didn't care. 2010, you're right. Yeah. Um, it was friggin' amazing. Yeah. Um, all right. So, yeah, Rambo 4, Expendables 1, Rocky 4. Um, I'm going to, all right. I'm going to say Rambo First Blood Part 2 because it's just ridiculous enough and like <laughs> it's great. Yeah, the exploding um, arrowheads is exactly. It's yeah. perfect. Uh, I really want to say over the top, but I'm not. <laughs> I've gone back and watched the first half of that movie last week or two weeks ago. It's actually better, like good quality writing. As cheesy as the premises, yeah, the writing and like the interaction because it's hard to find a good kid actor. If you don't believe me, go yes. back and look at the Phantom Menace. Yes, yeah, answers everything right there. Yeah, um, the inter- like the kid acting is actually pretty solid. Right. Between him and her. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. No, you're fine. And then just for a really cheesy one, but it makes me laugh all the time, Demolition Man. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. That's We're going to a... go to a fancy restaurant. Taco Bell. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. It's a great movie. Oh, man. All right. So I'm with you with the uh, Stallone Schwarzenegger debate. I, uh, uh, what, what, would your, what would your top five be? Oh, my top five Schwarzeneggers would be. I'm going to go to the, the Stallone ones in a second. Schwarzenegger's Predator, number one. Okay. I, just, I love that because it's got the greatest handshake on the face <laughs> of the planet with him and Apollo. It's so fun. Yes. Um, Predator, Terminator, Terminator 2. Okay. I like Commando, but it's not something I, I want to go back and watch. That's okay. Yeah. Um, Twins I mean, is kid- funny, but it's not a Schwarzenegger. I mean, like it's. it's I, I was really going to say, if Kindergarten Cop's not in your top five, it's an invalid list. I mean, <laughs> Kindergarten Cop or Last Action Heroes are pretty good. Last Action Heroes, especially when they had the picture of Stallone as a term. He goes, "He's the greatest actor ever." Yes. Like, whatever, the, whatever the line is. That's um, a great scene. Um, oh, is it? What's the other one I'm thinking? Conan was good. Conan the Barbarian. Yeah, okay, yeah I knew that. That's a good one. I like Pumping Iron. That's not really a movie, but yeah, it's more of a documentary. Right. It's just awesome. Um, yeah, I think that's 
I think you covered it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Stallone. Number one is Rocky Four. Oh yeah, I mean I, that that's my favorite. That it, is my it's favorite the epitome of a training montage. Like it, it, the, it's it's just montage. There's a little bit of story in this place, right. and then montage, montage. Which I didn't go see the Rocky vs. Drago one, like the recut that Stallone right. yeah, did. Yeah, neither. Did I. I didn't. I just, well, just leave the original one alone. Maybe you change things and you humanize Drago more. I don't need to see don't that. Do that. I want him to be this indomitable force that cannot be stopped. Has he's a basically a Russian Terminator? Exactly. That's and all that's I want. He's a Soviet block Terminator. That's yes. all I need to see from him. Um, okay, so Rocky Four is my number one. Um, hmm. First Blood. Yep. Yep. Part Two. Rambo. Yep. Yep. Oh man. And then it's I think it's a tie between Tango and Cash. That's a good one. And um the expendables. Yeah, Tango and Cash is a good one. I forgot about that one. It is. I've rewatched that twice in the past year. Once was by myself, and then I said, Sandy, she likes Kurt Russell a lot, and yeah. Stallone, I said, and she she's always good for a good 80s action movie. And when we were kind of going through that, hey, we're, we're just going to go back and watch stuff from the 80s and 90s, because that's when right. it was. there was no preaching. It was just, hey, we're, we're here to give you just a fun story. Yes. Um, it's really good. The, that... the, the buddy cop element of it is, is great. Yeah. Well, and I think, like you said, just a good time. To me, that's that's been the really refreshing part of uh, the John Wick movies over the last, yes. gosh, what, nine years now? I think they, I think the first one came out in 14. Uh, and, yeah. and I say that, and I only recently started watching them. I had the chance to uh, see them. They're all on Peacock right now, which I still haven't seen four, and I'm dying to watch it. Um, I've heard so many good things about it. Donnie and, is so good. And then, is, do you remember the Warriors? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just Okay. I've heard there are some references, so I'm I'm very excited to see those. It, it yeah. is blatantly obvious when when we shift. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> into warriors homages. That's it's awesome. so great. Oh man, it is. I love that movie, and there's some unique camera work in there that you have never. I, I don't think I've ever seen it in a movie mm-hmm. before. And there are some one take scenes, kind of like in Daredevil, the TV series. Oh yeah, absolutely outstanding. It is fantastic the amount of work that they put into this mm-hmm. to, to make that scene happen you just when you finally get to see it it you will have a newfound respect for keanu reeves and chad stahelski and the whole fight unit that did that so so on that i know you and i are both big scott atkins fans yes uh check out his youtube channel he did a two-part interview with keanu reeves i saw his... that i haven't watched it yet yeah so i had a chance to watch both parts i think each one's about 40 minutes yeah. um and they deep dive all the way from uh, point Break and Speed. Nice. I love that movie. Yeah, they do Point Break, they do Speed, they talk um, all the Matrix movies, of course, and then they talk to John Wicks. Um, and it's really cool to hear them talk about like not only like the martial arts training aspect of it, but like the cinematography part. And um, yeah. like there's a really cool one, and it's I'm forgetting now if it's in John Wick two or three, but there's a knife fight scene between. Uh, John Wick and these two guys and they're in this room and they keep like breaking the glass and pulling knives out of cases and throwing them. Oh, I think it's two. I think so. Yeah. But one of the really cool things is that, and you, you can't tell watching movie every time they break the glass. Yeah. It's not there. That's all CGI. The breaking of the glass. It, it's crazy. It looks so real. 
Yeah, I thought they usually like, usually when they're breaking windows in movies, it's like some kind of like crystallized sugar or something like that's right. not actual glass. Yeah, so they do a couple of different techniques. That one I couldn't believe was CGI. I, I saw a thing. Uh, it was actually today. It was uh, it was Scott Adkins did one of the I think it was GQ did one of those videos where it's like fight breakdowns and he mm-hmm. breaks a bunch of stuff. And he was talking about the John Wick series, and there's one where uh, Whip goes through a what's supposed to be plate glass. And he explained that the way they do it sometimes is they'll actually have real glass, but it has two charges on it. And they Uh, blow the charges right before the actor goes in. Oh, Um, cool. Yeah. And so like sometimes it'll screw up and like it happened to him before and he was talking about all this stuff. It's really interesting. Um, Okay. I'll have to check that one out. But yeah, the John, I mean, the all four of the John works again, haven't seen four, but the three I've seen really love it um the the martial arts is really cool to watch uh the storylines are like just enough like to yeah. ke- to keep you interested in the story but right everybody knows that's not why, not why we're in this movie um, no it's it's actually you, need, you have just enough story to provide a point and yeah. like they they've managed to amass this whole world of this yes. cool underworld with the continental the high table and all these other assassins well you saw they're doing a continental series now right yeah with with everything in there, like it's they, without so much story and mythology world building, they've still got a pretty impressive amount. Right. Like a, you get this feeling and ambiance of everything. But yeah. you mentioned cinematography earlier. The cinematography and the shots in season four, outside of that that fight scene that I'm, I'm alluding to, is simply outstanding. I mean, that was one of Sandy's first comments outside of the fight scene. She just goes, "Oh my goodness!" Yeah, she said it's. Uh, amazing cinematography with that. So um, I think we can put a pin in it there because I've kept you probably longer than I should have. Uh, you're good. I'm going to go uh, help get my other friends uh, settled for the night. I think Heather is putting down our youngest one. Oh, see a see a halfling hand. Yep, that's uh, that's Jeremiah. He's snuck in and found me. <laughs> <laughs> when is the pull-up challenge? Um, you tell me. The third week of never because... <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get smoked. And so if we do anything legs, you'll destroy me. It's not even funny. <laughs> yeah, Philip is the pull-up monkey of the family, and then I, I just have monkey arms, but I, I can't do pull-ups this I mean I could do pull-ups, I can't compete with Philip ever. Yeah. He lived on a bar when he was a gymnast, <laughs> so I have no chance of ever catching up with him. I'm sure I'll, I'll still be really feeling all, everything I did yesterday tomorrow. So if you right, get man. some complaining texts from me, that's there you why. Go. All right, man. Thank you very much. This was a, a blast to do. We'll have to, we have to do a part two. We absolutely I, I, have to. I will find a good time to do it. I'll uh, convince Heather to wrangle kiddos again all night, and we'll do it again. Good. YouTube with some bourbon the next time. <laughs> I'll be happy to join you. I meant to grab some, and I just literally didn't get a chance to run to the store and get any. Oh, good, my man. All right. Y'all have a great night. I'll talk to you soon, bud. All right, bud. Take care.